which is interesting. We had a huge event at uh, at Capitol Records where we served 400 people, and we did both dough types. It was absolutely insane, very challenging, especially because of the different temperatures. So we did some really unique stuff. When you start rolling and tossing dough at the age of five, you have some strong opinions and approaches to pizza making. Chadwick Corcoran sure does. In fact, he feels so strongly about both hand-stretched thins baked on the hearth, as well as pan-baked Sicilians, he decided to offer both at his suburban L.A. pizzeria. The story behind two doughs straight ahead. Straight fried pepperoni. I need a deep dish pepperoni and a thin sausage to go. Can I get two cheese of ores and one uh, Detroit? Can I get one large pet, one large sausage, and one large pet special? This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Delinsky, author of Pizza City USA, The Ultimate Chicago Pizza Guide, and founder of Pizza City Tours and Pizza City Fest. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City. If you want to see some great shots from my recent trip to Finland and Copenhagen, Check out our Instagram, Pizza City USA, to see my pics from Best and Forza. I was pleasantly surprised to see and taste such great pies in Scandinavia. One of those aforementioned places is going to be featured uh, on a future show. So really uh, impressive stuff in the Baltic uh, and Scandinavian countries. All right, shifting gears a bit, we are in suburban L.A. this week, just off the 101 freeway in the town of Agora Hills, I met Chadwick Corcoran a few months ago, uh, just before we launched our Pizza City Fest LA. And to be honest, I was thinking, how in the world does this guy do the portable wood-burning oven thing and simultaneously expect to make notable pan-baked Sicilians? I mean, most folks stick to one style and then try to perfect that. But Corcoran has been doing this for as long as he can remember. He's what you might call a lifer. He grew up in the business and was stretching dough when other kids were still getting potty trained and assessed for ADD. I stopped by his small shop recently and began our discussion, as I always do, by asking our guest about their first pizza memory. I have the fondest childhood pizza memories. Uh, I was actually raised by a restaurateur, a pizzapreneur, mother, uh, who owned a pizza restaurant. So uh, at five years old, I remember stretching pizzas, topping pizzas. I remember the delivery guys specifically requesting Chadwick's pizza just because I cooked it particularly well. (laughs) And what kind of pizza was this? Uh, This was a classic just hand-tossed New York thin crust pizza. And where, where was this? This was at Numero Uno, which is a franchise that uh, my mom was an owner of. Was it part of the Pizzeria Uno out of Chicago? No. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was totally separate. But there is a, there is a story of, uh, of, of name rights and way back when. But uh, my mom was just a franchisee. Where was this? This was in Encino, California. So in the valley here? Yeah, in the valley. Okay. Now, we are in Agora Hills. Tell folks where we are. We're on the 101, right off the 101 highway, coming out of Los Angeles. They call this the valley. Where are we, though? Yeah, we call it the valley. It's just outside of the valley. We also call it a, a tweener market. It's kind of in between two metros, the San Fernando Valley and the Conejo Valley. And there's we're right off the exit that kind of takes you down to Malibu called Cannon Dunes Road. 
um, just in between Calabasas and Westlake. All the pizzas you're talking about in this area, were they all like the thin crust the, or the giant sort of the New York style foldable slices? Yeah, they were all the thin crust, very, you know, very basic. I think what uh, El Presidente would call the football style pizza uh, for, for those that are fans. But yeah, um, you know, just basic pizzas, nothing, nothing exciting, but I, I just, I love pizza. I grew up with pizza and loved all kinds. And so when you get out of high school, did you, did you go to college? Did you study? Did you think like, was there any option for you beside this, this destiny? You know, there was. I actually went to college uh, at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, was an agricultural business major, got a bachelor's degree. Well, actually bartended for two years in college. So stayed in the restaurant scene, was in the restaurant scene, de delivering pizzas up until I was 18 in my mom's restaurant, left for college, became a bartender, left college and got into the, a real estate career during the Great Recession. I became successful with distressed assets and real estate for a period of like six years, uh, but really didn't necessarily like the industry. What happened was there was a transition um, in finding real estate to be kind of a very self-fulfilling career, uh, not a team building career or an uplifting career. So I found myself actually back in my mom's restaurant. And at the time it, be it was, Numero Uno was more of a fledgling kind of franchise. And I thought, well, I've got business experience now. I've got uh, an entrepreneurial spirit and I've always just adored and loved pizza. And therein lied the motivation too. you know, well, I think I could, my mom's nest egg. Let's talk about, you know, how we can build a future together with mom's retirement in mind, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how does two does come to come together? Literally in the back of one of her existing locations, we, uh, it was the hours after the hours. We continued to make our own products over the period of like two, two and a half years, business planning, raising a little bit of money, and then finding all kinds of different uh, mobile ovens and manufacturers. And we ended up coming up with a really great product, which is our sourdough thin crust. And, then we bought a huge mobile wood-burning oven, custom dressed up to the nines, and hit the road with it. A th the thicker pan pizza was always an ode to my childhood. Numero Uno was well known for their Sicilian thick crust pizza. However, uh, over the years, we had you know spent lots of time on the sourdough thin crust, and then further with the two doughs concept, we thought, okay, well, we've got to come up with our own Sicilian thick crust. So we tinkered around with both. And when you say tinker, give me, I, I know you grew up with this, but that doesn't make you an expert. So were you consulting videos, talking to experts in the field, uh, reading books? Like, how are you doing the research? Reading a lot of books, making a lot of dough, uh, making a lot of sourdough starters, researching a lot of flours, uh, worked with Clark Staub at Full of Life Flatbreads, staged, worked with multiple catering companies leveraged relationships that that were in the business like Bruce from Bruce's Gourmet Catering, uh, blogged with Tom Douglas from from Serious Pie. Up in uh, Seattle. Up in Seattle, yeah. I mean, I was, we were just on the grind, constantly learning and growing. I mean, and then started building our starters. I mean, we were working with nine different flowers. In fact, the starter that we went with and the flower that we went with for our starter uh, was named 9KA because of the different 
variations. I mean, I would take these things home and people thought I was crazy. When did you decide then to actually um, dive into this? You got the mobile truck, but then you said you've got a brick and mortar here in Agora Hills. When does this happen? Yeah, uh, this really happened from inception. The moment I stepped back, uh, f my foot back into, you know, the restaurant business and kind of evaluating where my mom's career was and where Numero Uno was as a franchise, uh, it was the moment we stepped in was, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sustain this, but after the hours, we're gonna focus on creating something amazing and something our own. This store in Agora Hills opened in 2022, uh, uh, March of 2022. So we're just about a year and you know three months old, and uh, but. We, we incorporated Tudo's Pizza Co. LLC in 2016, uh, had our first event in 2016, January of 2016. And you were doing the thin and the pan in the mobile oven? Yeah, we actually were, which is interesting. We had a huge event at, uh, at Capitol Records where we served 400 people and we did both dough types. It was absolutely insane, very challenging, especially because of the different temperatures. So we did some really unique stuff. You know what, though, it's so interesting because you talk about this and the stuff that you were doing on the road like that really prepared you to do Pizza City Fest because you guys were just handling the crowd like with aplomb and uh, very and like no sweating. It was really impressive to see you guys handle all that, all those people. Um, and you were pretty, pretty calm about it. Um, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, the specifics. We're going to go in the kitchen with you, see you make a couple pizzas. Um, we're going to keep talking with uh, Chadwick Corcoran here at Two Do's in Agora Hills. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show. We're here at Two Do's in Agora Hills with owner... Pizzaiolo, Chadwick Corcoran, and we're back in the kitchen now, and you're gonna take me to the walk-in, I'm guessing? Yeah, we're going to the walk-in to show you exactly how we do our fermenting process. We do a 24-hour bulk ferment. But before you get to the ferment, let's talk about the flour. Yeah, let's talk about the flour. We actually use an all-organic uh, central milling flour. Really, the fermentation starts with our mother dough. Our mother dough is a nine-year-old wild yeast, uh, naturally leavened starter and we use a type 85 stone ground wheat that's all organic and we use that because of the germ from the stone ground really helps out the wild yeast culture and then we build our dough doing all kinds of geeky uh, bread techniques like, like a poolish or something no we uh, it's no it's just a levon it's a full levon and then we autolize uh, and then we kind of put those together and then we bulk ferment. So explain that a little bit. So you've got yeah. your mother starter and tell me how the how those all, how the auto lease, how that all comes together. Yeah. So you have your we wake up early in the morning, you know, six AM and we start uh, cutting from or taking from the mother dough, the nine year old wild yeast, to build our starter batch. And then on the other side we actually build an autolyze, which is just uh, flour and water incorporated together, uh, you know, mixed so that you can get some enzymatic activity. And those enzymes in the actual uh, bread, we let rest for four hours while the starters rise. And then we wait for the exact moment when our Levon hits uh, doubling or its apex, and that's when it's, when it's ready to mix. And we do a couple, basically put all that together, mix it again, 
And are you constantly taking a temperature, ambient temperature and dough temperature? Well, we, we consider ourselves renegade uh, bakers. So, so we don't take temperature, but uh, we account for it in a lot of the technique that we do. We do uh, cooling processes to our autolyze and other things like that, that kind of, you know, alleviate that, that bowl friction temperature that it creates. These large bins to the back here, our, our bulk ferments, and those are gonna be fermenting for 24 hours. We wanna see about a 20 to 30% bread rise overnight in those. And then we'll take those out at, at 6 a.m. tomorrow, and we'll actually portion them and do a 24 hour portion ferment into these dough boxes right here. And that's for our sourdough thin crust. When we pull our dough out, we actually like to stretch slightly colder dough um, because we have a highly we have a higher acidity in our dough. We we really like the tang. We f we find that to be our signature signature aspect of our dough, um, that contributes to a lot of the blossoming of the flavors on top. Now people are, are asking this question uh, who are listening. The place is called Two Doughs. You got the pan and you got the thin. The dough that you're talking about. This is for one pizza or both? That's for one pizza. Okay. Which is the the thin one? That is the sourdough thin crust dough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so the, uh, is that what we're going to continue talking about? And then I'm able to take a second second track and talk about the pan? Yeah, we can totally talk about the pan, which is a totally different pot process, very unique, and totally different flowers, different everything. So yeah. Well, let's keep going with the thin. Okay, so you've, you've, let's say you've pulled it out now, and you do a hand stretch a little bit cold, like you said, out onto your granite surface, a little hand stretch. Yeah, we do a hand stretch here. We like to... Press down with the fingertips, um, but leaving the cornicione sort of intact, yep. And then flipping it over, doing the same thing, pressing down the middle, adding a little bit of flour, pressing down the middle, and flipping it over again. But you want to preserve that air in the cornicione. He's going to go back and forth now, a little bit uh, a little action now with both hands to stretch it. It's an interesting, oh, and a little toss in the air too. Now you're not, you're not that doing that for, for my benefit, right? That was for flair, just for, for flair, okay. tight I can see that because it's a little chilly yeah it loosens up after about 10 minutes so we do like to have like a, a solid 10 to 15 minute rest before we can start slapping them out you're stretching this to what 14 inches 16 inch yeah this is a 14 inch pizza okay right, tell me about your sauce where's it from oh this is the best tomatoes in the game Chris Bianco's all organic oh, tomatoes yeah. yep they're absolutely the best um, Have you been down to see Matt in uh, San Diego? Oh, you, wait, were you we next were to Matt in San yeah. Diego yes. for tribute? Yes, man. Matt is the man, the myth, the legend. Absolutely. Uh, he's a, a big Bianco Dinopoli guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Okay, Bianco Dinopoli, do you do anything to these? Do you put them through a mill or you add season them? Yeah, we immersion blend these and season them. We have two different sauces for each dough type. One of them's cooked, one of them's not cooked. It's a really deep red. I like that color too, boy. Um, and then the... The circular movement here, the concentric circles working out to the edges, but leaving about an inch and a half bare. And then he's going to tear some basil leaves, some fresh basil leaves on top. And then we're going to put some fresh mozzarella. Okay. And where's your fresh mozz from? This is Belgioza fresh mozz. Okay. Belgioza better give you a discount on next month's order for that <laughs> shout out. All right. And these are like, um, they're sort of like little chunks, little maybe half inch or so pieces. Okay. Fior de latte. A little olive oil? A little olive oil, and then she's ready. Just your classic mark. Okay, now you've got a Marsal oven here. Is that brick line the whole way? Yeah, it's brick line the whole way. The top oven's what's called a wave because we have a, a, a fire that, that flares off to the side that very much acts kind of like a Neapolitan, but cooks at a slightly lower temperature to structure up the bread a little bit more so that 
you know, it's not like a, a, a full Neo- Neapolitan, or so full you, Neapolitan, so yeah. You make like 650, 700? Yeah, 650, 700. Okay, for about four or five minutes? Yeah, roughly. Okay. in the oven now he's going to launch it uh, directly onto the stone and essentially with the higher acid dough you can get like a nice little dark charge that we believe contributes to the flavor of the bread for sure but do you do you call this like a neo-neapolitan yeah pretty much a neo-neapolitan however just the term neapolitan just is it's very it's it's a much different dough than than we like to say just because we're using different flours we're doing different bread techniques, a lot of artisan bread techniques. So it's not a traditional, traditional Neapolitan. However, you know, it does hinge on the strings of Neapolitan. All right, we're gonna wait till it comes out. A little music break here, and we'll uh, come back when the pizza's ready. It's beautiful. Look at that leopard spotting. Oh my God, that fior di latte is bubbling beautifully. Some giant charred domes on top of the pie. Those little air pockets, I love that. And he's going to remove it and place it onto a cooling rack. Yep. And you let it cool for a bit? Yeah, we let it cool for a bit to let the bread crisp up, let it steam out. Char spots around this leopard spotting. Um, the cheese, the sauce, the sort of melding together. The um, It's even blackened in little bits and pieces on the top. And you look at the bottom, you look at the undercarriage. Oh, yeah, it's just all that beautiful leopard spotting everywhere. First of all, it's a beautiful looking pizza. Second, um, I like that it's thin and light and chewy and a little crispy. It's got all those boxes checked. Thin, light, chewy, crispy. And um, I could crush, I could. I mean, if I, if I hadn't eaten before I came here, and if I wasn't eating another pizza, you and I would crush this, no problem. Um, and I just, I think the balance here and the ratio to me, I'm all about the sort of the optimal bite ratio. I like that every bite is crushed cheese sauce topping. I like that the, there's a lot of flavor in the cornichon. You don't need to dip this in any nonsense, like the ranch or whatever, but the crust on its own has its flavor. And is that something that you look at? Like, could you just eat the crust on its own from the heel just to make sure that the flavor is there for you? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the crust is definitely a tell-all of your bread. And, uh, you know, if you just, if you like to continue eating the crust, you're like, oh, yes. You know, then you know that the bread's really good. Speaking of that, let's um, let's take a look at the other pizza you've got now. The other the other dough is yeah. a pan. It's a Sicilian. Um, if you look at it, it you might say, well, Detroit, which is of course a subcategory of Sicilian, but you're going for a Sicilian, yeah? Yeah, we're going for a Sicilian. Uh, it's twice hand stretched throughout the day, with a focaccia style stretch. Um, we do a cold ferment as well, portioned cold ferment for 24 hours, and then. This is also a yeasted dough, so we use a fresh yeast instead of a wild yeast. Uh, we use a, a high mountain, high gluten flour that's all organic, um, and uh, find it to be just one of the one of the greatest uh, uh, flours that uh, can can kind of hold. And then, is it uh, proofed in the pan at all? Yes, it is proofed in the pan throughout the day. Like I said, twice hand stretched, and then proofed in the pan throughout the day, and then we par bake it off. Okay, and then in, in same oven, same temperature, no? No, we actually have an uh, MB, which is basically a deck oven, full brick oven underneath that with a fully closed door. If you notice, the top has kind of an open uh, oven kind of vibe. It cooks at a higher temperature. The bottom oven is just a traditional all brick 
deck oven that cooks at, at 500 degrees. Flavor-wise, you know, traditionally pepperoni or sausage, but what, what do you do here? Yeah, flavor-wise, flavor you know, we have, we have an assortment of different, uh, of different flavors. Like I said, we have two different sauces. We have a cooked uh, Sicilian-style sauce, more herbaceous, um, which really kind of contributes to the bread really well. We use Bianca de Napoli tomatoes. We use uh, their Rustic Crush, a different tomato, uh, but, you know, an organic one from them. We, we absolutely love their tomatoes. Do you build it like a Detroit? Do you do the cheese first on the dough? No, we do sauce first. Sicilian style, and then uh, cheese on top. What kind of cheese? Uh, we're using um, a whole milk mozzarella, shredded. Okay, and then whatever other toppings you've got on that, and then do you finish it with any pecorino romano or any oregano or anything? Yeah, we finish it with like uh, a pec. It's it's a mixture of herbs and pecorino romano that we that we top it off with, and then we'll dollop some sauce on some pizzas. Uh, other pizzas we have, you know different flavors that we'll also dollop on there, like our pesto sauce or our, uh, some ricotta. Everything that you can't like cure. I mean, our, our garlic is confit, our, our, our leeks are melted, our mushrooms, we, we roast all of our own mushrooms. Um, That's important, isn't it, to get to roast those ahead of time to get all the moisture out so you don't put it on the pie raw? Absolutely, and our pesto we make, our ranches we make, our sauces we all make in-house, so. A lot, yeah. a lot of ranch requests out here? Uh, yeah, here and there. Not, you know, we, we don't frown upon it. I mean, but, uh, you know. It's such an L.A. thing, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so you just pulled this uh, Sicilian out of the oven. This is your market pizza. little uh, fresh parm with the microplane at the end, some fresh basil. What is on the pie, though? We've got some uh, uh, garlic oil, actually, underneath, and then we've got uh, some fresh mozzarella. We've got some Kalamata olives, pepperoncinis, uh, Calabrian chilies. Um, and like you said, we finish it with a little bit of basil and microplane parm. You are telling me that the, I'm going to like the brininess on this guy too, right? Yeah. yeah. And look at the undercarriage, really dark. Oh, that's a, that's a Mama's 2 for folks uh, who are familiar with Mama's 2 in New York. That's how d dark that is on the well done side. I love that. That's intentional? <laughs> yeah, that's a, we cook it, you know, we like to crisp it up nicely. Chadwick's admitting it's a little on the well done side, but I'm fine with it. Steve was chatting my ear off. All right. I like the brininess of the olives, absolutely, and the pepperoncini. It, um, it's denser than I thought. It's a, it's, um, a lot of times, Sicilians can be a little focaccia, really soft and chewy. This middle is, is pretty tight. It's not a, a really open crumb, right? It's a little tighter crumb. From the lower hydration, for sure. Just delicious, though. It's really great. The cheese is great. The seasoned sauce. A crispy edge. You get a little frico going on too, like Detroit style. That's right. Um, but that's all from the, the whole milk mats. Yeah, all from the whole milk mats. Fantastic. Delicious, delicious pizza. Okay, last question we ask all our guests in the show. Knowing what you know now about pizza making, I mean, this is a lifetime of pizza making for you, so it's really not a fair question. But like knowing what you know now, what would you have told your younger self, let's say pre-2015, um, to be successful, what, what, what advice would you give your younger self? I would say to find how to be excellent in the mundane. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah, learn how to really, really be really excellent in the mundane, like rolling a dough ball really well, hundreds of times over, stretching a pizza really well, hundreds of times over, thousands of times over, hundreds of thousands of times over. Says the guy who's been doing it since he was five years old. 
the restaurant's called Two Doe's. It's in Agora Hills. It's a good 30 miles from the heart of L.A., but if you're out this way, if you're out in the valley, if you're going to go see the Kardashians or Bieber, um, definitely stop by. It's right off the 101. It's really easy to get to. And you're probably going to see Chadwick and his cohort at Pizza City Fest uh, next April, if I have anything to say about Absolutely. it. So that's, that's the plan. Um, Chadwick Corcoran, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Steve, thank you so much. We're such huge fans, and we're just so grateful to be a part of your show and Pizza City Fest LA. Awesome. Cheers. All right, coming up in two weeks, we're off to Finland, as I mentioned earlier, where another guy is running a pizzeria based on two doughs. When after three years of Pizza Altaglio, uh, one uh, big company buy my pizza concept and uh, we have uh, made it about uh, eight different places in all Finland. I'll talk to Luca Plantania, the Roman-born owner of Forza in Helsinki, about his remarkable Neo-Neapolitans and his Roman Altaglios that are absolutely worth a detour from the local Herring and Vorschmack. That's in two weeks on July 7th. Remember to subscribe to the show on Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and rate us please. Also, reminder to support the show at anchor.fm/pizzacity. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram and our website is pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs> <laughs>